Real good. Drill good. Drill good. Real 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 good. Hello and welcome to the sports podcast that Splitsider calls actually funny. It's America's best, worst Canadian sports podcast. Real good show, episode seven. Justin Morissette with you once again, and with me, as always, gentlemen, introduce yourselves. Stephen Heck and John Cullen and Justin. I love this week. You have proven that if anyone ever compliments this show, they will get a mention within the first three seconds of the show. So that's pretty. I love it. You're consistent. Like I think what was it two episodes ago? It was. Uh, there was something in. Oh, it was that we made number four on the charts. That might have even been last week. I think it was last week. Yeah, because we talked week. about that for like twenty minutes. Yeah, yes. exactly. Yeah, we talked about how dope we are. And, and uh, every episode also opens with Stefan just saying his name and nothing else, and then you critiquing the way I introduced the show. Well, yeah, that's supposed to be the thing. You don't have to yeah. point it out to the audience. <laughs> it's kind it. of like one of our segments in a way. Yeah, it's one of our segments. <laughs> Stefan yeah. says his name, and then John complains about Justin. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> And it's uh, it's a hot segment. <laughs> it's what the people want. At uh, least that's just. I think what we've I done it every episode. Yeah, yeah. pretty yeah. well. Yeah, so, yeah. And uh, we we probably have more people this week than any week before because of that mention. Thank you to the good folks at Split Cider for that. Very very cool. And welcome aboard if this is your first episode. Uh, well, I'm sorry. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Preemptive apologies, but what follows should be a, a mostly sports centric discussion about. All kinds of different things. We never really know yeah, no. where the hour or two might take us. Yeah, what the, yeah. how long also the we show apologize might be. for how long the show was. Yeah. Last week. Well, last we, week we had said like, oh, we have nothing to talk about. How are we going to cram all this into like an hour and yeah, that fifteen an, minutes? That Anna Polly Geno Smith thing happened like right before the show recorded, and if yeah. that hadn't happened, we had absolutely nothing prepared to talk about. Yeah, and then we went down this weird like uh, below single A baseball rabbit hole <laughs> where we just talked about the Vancouver Canadians for a really long and time. The Three Ninjas franchise. Oh, yes. yeah, and the Three Ninjas, yeah. yeah. But, you know, I mean, it's it's like, it's just whatever. Whatever happens, happens. Uh, but, yeah, we apologize to our listeners for tapping into our inner Pete Holmes last week. Yeah, this and, is uh, the previously on Real Good Show yeah. portion <laughs> of the program right now. We should just play the entire podcast. <laughs> but, actually, we do have oh, man, um, a, a carryover segment from last episode. Part of the mailbag was our favorite sports names. And uh, we put that out there to the listeners to send them in as well. We got so many. So many. And listen, I also want to say, like, uh, I'm just, I was a little taken aback by how many people were, like, basically calling us pieces of shit for forgetting their particular favorite sports name. Like, there were a lot of people that were tweeting at us, like, how could you possibly forget Dick Trickle? Yeah. And you're like, like, I don't know. He was a NASCAR driver in the 90s. I I was barely alive. Jason right here, uh, at Jason T.O., says, shocked and appalled. Yeah, appalled. Were you really appalled? That Dick Trickle was excluded from your discussion of the best sports names, which, first of all, like, it seems obvious to him when he's sitting along listening, but when you're in the heat of the moment, the pressure is on. It's easy to forget Dick Trickle. Yeah, you're expecting any (laughs) possible question from the entire realm of sports. You need to be prepared for anything. I can't remember every name that I've ever heard no, in my life. That is a wonderful name. And also, it is a great name, but you know, like, look, we might not have mentioned him in that particular segment, but I feel like we spent a ton of time last week talking about Dick Trickles. So, do, do you yeah, know what, that's true. We did. <laughs> do you know what I picture when I time. hear when I hear that guy's name? I picture like cum coming out of a penis. <laughs> 
Really? I was going urine. I was actually thinking well, I guess, urine. Yeah. And more but you than, can, oh, it's not really a trickle, I guess. Is my, yeah. Well, I, I guess well, it depends I mean, the, on the what last, your life is. But. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> so sad. Uh, Dick dribble. There's way too many. Uh, uh, yeah. This is going to get way too personal way too fast. <laughs> we, started, like, we, we had Zarly Zalapsky. We had Ron Tugnut. And I, mean, we, I think that's. We also had a, a listener who was almost borderline offended, John, that you brought up Zarly Zalapsky as like your all time favorite player name, but did not mention that John Cullen was traded, I can't remember if it was with or for. Was that to Hartford or I from think, Hartford? No, I think it was from, no, I think, yeah, I don't know. I think he was traded for Zarly Zalapsky, I think. No, he was traded uh, with, uh, so from Hartford. Let's see. From Hartford to Pittsburgh? Yeah, or, yeah, no, it must have been. No, the other way around. To Hartford from Pittsburgh. Yeah, I never, I never knew Zalapsky was on Pittsburgh because he was traded for uh, Ron Francis. Oh, yeah, yeah, that Ron Francis, Wolf yeah. Samuelson, and someone else. It's weird that I don't remember it, considering it was my life. Yeah, John Cullen had a ninety-four point season. Yeah, he had a good career. Yeah, yeah, he was solid for a while. It was All Star, made the All Star team a couple times, I think. Ended his career playing for the Cleveland Lumberjacks of the IHL. As you do. That was probably was fun growing up to have a player with your name in the. Well, show. yeah, my dad had the jer- He had the Penguins jersey with Cullen sixteen on the back, and uh, you were gonna say Cullen sixty nine. Yeah, that's where I thought that was going. And Cullen I was gonna be like sixty nine. <laughs> yeah, boy. Uh, no, my dad no. is biz nasty. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Cullen sixty nine, man. Um, <laughs> <laughs> nice. I like the callback to the Biz Nasty impression in episode four. I uh, I think it was, I don't even know. It was we, like episode one. I like that we've only done six episodes and I have no idea what we talked about <laughs> on any of them. Like if, when we get to like episode 50, I'm going to have no clue of anything we talked about. Uh, yeah, Biz Nasties. Uh, yeah, that's, well, here's the thing. I went to a few games in, in San Jose. I've been a couple times. And definitely when you go to America, the prevalence of person's own last name 69 on the back of jerseys is a lot higher or one you get a lot of like cullen one like i'm the best those customized jerseys are just the fucking worst oh it's the worst like who who are you what is your life yeah. that you got here where you're like oh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna put my own name like you can't be a real fan the, you... the three worst kinds of jerseys are your own last name like a nickname Oh, nicknames are horrible. And I've seen this a few times. It's like a player you want on your team. So there was, oh, there was a the guy uh, at my school who had a Canucks jersey, like the Orca Whale, and it had Brodeur on the back, and not Richard Brodeur. <laughs> it was because it was Martin Brodeur's number. Oh. Uh, and it was, I, I so asked him, he's, like, yeah, he's, he's just like, I just like, I like Martin Brodeur. It's like, yeah, you know, he doesn't play my, for the my Canucks. Favorite oh, player on That's my favorite player. That's the worst thing I've team. ever heard. Yeah. Because I've heard of it, like guys will do it with draft picks. Like, like people were getting like Oilers and Leafs jerseys this year with McDavid on the back yeah. or whatever. But like to have it be a player that's not even on your team, yeah, is, and like never will be. Oh God, yikes! Well, to be fair, at the end of his career, Broder could have legitimately been on any team. But I, w- I would like to know how many Leafs fans have like Toronto McDavid jerseys. There's a few probably for a sure. Lot. There were people that were definitely posting pictures. A ton of Buffalo year. ones, I'm sure. Too. Yeah, Buffalo was probably. And then there's like the possibility that your team actually does draft them, but then they never play a game. Like, I want to know how many people in Cleveland have Andrew Wiggins Cavaliers jerseys. Yeah, like that could have been definitely that, a non-zero number. Yeah, people. oh, yeah. probably a fair number because they were like pre-ordering huge yeah, at yeah. the time it's of probably that like draft, the same I, number I that have Hugh Jessam in New York Rangers jerseys. <laughs> 
Well, he, sorry, that's a real inside did. joke. Like he, four people listening to this podcast. My, that. my Patrick White Canucks jersey. He oh, never man, did what a play for that team. Jessamine? Yeah. I think he's played. I don't think he played for the he, Rangers. No, I think he played for Florida for a couple games. Yeah, I think that's right, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. For like, like three games. I'm or looking something. it up. Yeah. But, yeah, NHL I think you're right. stats. but he had a great nickname, which was Huge Specimen. Yes. Yeah. Huge Jessamine, Huge Specimen. Yeah. And he's always like famous because he was in one of the best draft classes of all time, drafted 12th overall. In 2003? Then, that's right. Yeah. Well, that's why I always say, like, yeah, he played two games for the Florida Panthers in 2010, 2011. Way to be up on your huge specimen trivia, Stefan. Huh? I, um, he's a big fan. He played in Austria played last NHL year, games, so yeah. he's still playing. Yeah. But uh, he, yeah, the 2003 draft class, which is, for those of you also playing the home game, my draft class and one of the main reasons why I was never drafted to the NHL. <laughs> I mean, if you look at the people drafted, it's like you have to think, did I really have a chance? Well, and your 94-point season several years prior was quite impressive. That's true. That's true. <laughs> like, I was just – I was better in the 80s and 90s, you know, uh, just a much better player. <laughs> that draft is absolutely insane. Yeah, it's insane. I'm just looking through it now. The first like, round is in, insane. In the first round, there's only, like, I would say – two players that you could call like outright busts because even yeah. like and then the late first round was even better than the yeah. early first round with like Getzlaff, perry richard kessler kessler yeah yeah it's stupid yeah, yeah like there's sean bell was the 30th yeah. and pick. he should have been good yeah like he was a I monster on, on the junior team he was a monster yeah. junior player and so good for the belleville bulls yeah they they named the team after him so. <laughs> uh then yeah hugh jessamine and then like the third worst player in the first round is mark antoine pouliot who still played like 192 games. I know, there's a couple like, guys here who like turned out to just be plugs and maybe not the uh, the guys that they were drafted to be. Braden Coburn is uh, pretty well, good. Coburn's oh, but he's pretty, pretty good. good. He's pretty still good. an NHL player, Really yeah. very high draft choice, though. Eighth overall. Zerdev was fourth overall. Yeah. Zerdev yeah. I mean, is probably was, the glaring. Yeah. Well, and then there was that whole thing that came out today about him like he's going to court or whatever for like beating his wife or something in Jesus. Russia. Yeah. Was he the player Jeez. who hit his coach or was that, um, no, that was, um, Radulov. Radulov. Yeah. yeah. Which was pretty cool. Yeah. Well, Alexander Radulov. Yeah. yeah. Stick. He just Jesus slashed his coach and the coach had zero <laughs> reaction, which was the best part. <laughs> Alexander Radulov, <laughs> the Jesus of suburbia, <laughs> man. You just can't wait to sing every episode. No. Well, here, hey? yeah, I get the reference though because I remember point. someone made that. It was like a uh, YTMD. Yeah, I'm yeah. Sure K-Mad did that. Yeah, Kevin Madigan really in front well, of the yeah. show. Yeah, well done, well done. I still remember it years later. So every time I hear that name, I don't know. There's some guys here that are not like you know locks to uh, make the Hall of Fame, but there's a lot of guys who are. So it's a yeah, very yeah. impressive. Draft Unreal. Class for so that's sure. all I'm saying is basically you had no. Chance. I was born in '85, and that cursed me. And I would like to say fuck you to my parents. Well, the final pick, 292nd overall, went to New Jersey. Uh, Arseny Bondarev, he never played a game of pro. I feel like you could have been better than That's him, That's a good John. name, though. Dude, yeah. you, did you see Bondarev when he was 17? <laughs> Guy was a legend. You think I was going to be better than that? Though the second to last pick was Brian Elliott, goaltender. Yeah, Brian Elliott Ottawa grew Senators. up. We played in the same um, association growing up. Really? He was drafted from the OPJHL, from the Ajax Axemen, yeah. which is one of the best team names I've ever heard. I played the Axemen a bunch of times when R- I was younger. Really? I mean, not, not the Junior A version, but like their whole minor hockey association. It's all called that? Ajax Axemen. Ajax, yeah. well. And my, uh, uncle, my, cousin and, uh, my cousins and uncle and aunt still live there, and my uncle coaches the, coaches the Axemen. So. I do have another good sports name. Uh, and I'm, this was earlier in the year. This came out and kind of went viral, so to speak. A he, name, a sports name went viral. Because, yeah, he plays for the Medicine Hat Rattlers, uh, which is like a college basketball team in Medicine Hat. Alberta? <laughs> yeah. And his name is Guillermo Fuck. 
Well, it's pronounced it's pronounced like Fouke or Fouki. That's apparently German. How do you He's spell Brazilian. it? F U C K. Oh, dope. Yeah. Okay, I remember that. <laughs> yeah, and so I didn't even know Medicine Hat had colleges. Have you guys been to that town? Ugh. <laughs> I know a lot of people who live there. Yikes! Hopefully, well, they're not listening. I right don't now. care if they are. <laughs> Move. <laughs> There's a lot of Medicine Hat connections with the Canucks. Actually. Well, well, we t- we talked about the Vancouver Canadians quite a bit last week, and we got uh, a couple people wrote in with the same name from a current True. Canadians player, Earl Burl the Third. Yeah, great name. Which and Earl you know, Burl is fun on its own. You throw in the third, and yeah. all bets are off. Yeah. Well, it is obviously his name's got to be the Pearl, like his nickname, Earl the Pearl Burl <laughs> the, the Third. third. <laughs> yeah. There's no sports name that can't be improved by adding the and then a number. Yeah, I would just love, uh, I think actually it'd be <laughs> great if he uh, was, a, is he a pitcher? I don't think he is. He's like no an outfielder, idea. but it'd be great if he was a pitcher and had like a Hideo Nomo-esque delivery and they called him Earl the Whirling Pearl Burl. He's a center fielder. <laughs> Damn, that's bullshit. <laughs> and he yeah. hurls the ball. And he hurls, yeah. yeah. So Earl Earl the Whirling Hurl Burl the third. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and there's like, the fact that he's the third also means that like, oh, over generations, his family simply could not resist <laughs> rhyming. Yeah, like, no, they couldn't at all. <laughs> well, speaking of like hilarious names, where they the parents the, named that on purpose. For the past one hundred years, <laughs> our family has been full of Earl Burls. <laughs> you will carry the lineage. We have the the Brandon Wheat King. Yes, which is th- my favorite people one. People wrote yeah. in with this, and I actually, when I was editing the show after we recorded it, had the thought that I should have said that, and actually wrote it. I down never heard of it until people sent it in. Yeah, yeah I, I had think I had heard of it maybe briefly, but I hadn't actually. He was born in Brandon, Manitoba, where the junior hockey team is the Brandon Wheat Kings, and he eventually went on to play for the Brandon Wheat Kings because that's what you do when you're born in Brandon with the name Wheaton King. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty awesome. That's the name of destiny. Yeah, that's just your parents being smart. He like, couldn't do anything else no. other than play for that team. Yeah, yeah, basically. he had no chance. Yeah, I, love I guess it. he could have worked for the team if he was completely like unathletic. Well, yeah, like the broad, yeah, like a broadcaster. Hello, just everybody. Not. Welcome to the game. This is Wheaton King. <laughs> Thank you for being here. Actually, it sounds more likely that he would be a broadcaster. Or just like the, than t- the ticket officer, like selling tickets. What if he worked outside? in like a subway or something? <laughs> Yeah, in sandwich that artist. That would be a waste of a name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that'd be horrible. But yeah, can no, I interest it, you it, in some whole wheat and bread today? No, no, nobody. No. <laughs> Didn't right. take you. Long There's the bad episode. one. You got yeah, the yeah. bad one out of the way. I think it's good. It's smarter. Like you're you're saying them earlier and earlier in the episodes, which is can only help you. <laughs> Uh, we got another one that was related to the Vancouver Canadians. Uh, I don't know if he played for the Canadians or was for the opposition, uh, but I believe he was a pitcher named Dusty Napoleon. Yeah, which oh is also... God. That's a great name. That sounds like uh, like what you would name someone... That, that would be like if you were rewriting Shakespeare or something like that. Like a... Uh, or um, like, you know what I mean? When they do like uh, comic book versions of Shakespeare or something, you just rename a character. It sounds like a sex you. thing is what it sounds like. It sounds yeah, like you're if, right, you're like, <laughs> if you're having sex and you Get, sneeze on someone's Give face. her the old <laughs> Dusty Napoleon, <laughs> uh, which he's no longer playing, but he's currently the assistant baseball coach at Northwestern. So bless nice. your heart, Dusty Napoleon. That's awesome. Coach, I remember coach Napoleon. the first Vancouver Canadians game I went to, the Canadians had a player named Dante Love. That's a good one. It was wow. also pretty solid. Yeah, like he's for sure... A porn star. Also. <laughs> like, He's given Rico Suave a run for his money. Yeah, exactly. Uh, ben Pierce wrote in with, I'm uh, just guessing this is a lineman from his general build and the number on his jersey for the Denver Broncos, Zane Beatles, which is a good one. 
It's not that's, uh, all time great, but it kind okay. of marries. Zane's a good name, it, and it kind of marries One Direction with the Beatles. Well, it's B E A D L E. Yes, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not Zane the same way. Yeah. Not that Zane is still in One Direction. And why do I know that about One Direction? Oh, anyway, everyone, everyone knows. Everyone knows. knows. Yeah, you don't Zane, have to Louis, Harry, <laughs> Niall, and Liam. I mean, uh, my favorite <laughs> is uh, this is more a number thing than a name, but okay. his name is Jordan Gross. And he plays for the Carolina Panthers, and his number is sixty-nine. So his jersey just nice. says "Gross 69. <laughs> <laughs> like that. Uh, writhing Cortex at Seething Vortex wrote in with both "Haha Clinton Dix" and "Richie Incognito," which "Richie yeah. Incognito" is uh, like extra funny for just what an asshole he is. Also, yeah, yeah, completely. <laughs> I think that yeah, and it, his is more of like. It's not even really that good. It's just like you could imagine that there would have been like a crime drama in the 70s called Richie Incognito. But his name also means hidden penis. Or, yeah, that or if he was just like, a, it sounds like a Dick Tracy villain in a, like in yeah. a way also. Yeah. Um, Rene Bork wrote in with Dick Paradise, which I, I don't even know what sport that is from. I'm guessing hockey. Is it Paradise uh, with just an S at the end? Uh, Dick Paradise is a retired American ice hockey player who okay. played 144 games in the WHA for the Minnesota Fighting Saints. Nice. If, we're, if we're talking about names, I have to mention PFT Commenter, uh, and this is my favorite tweet of his. Uh, Jack Del Rio, the NFL coach. Jack Del Rio's name literally means masturbate into a river. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Mary Langster in? I thought it meant like of of the river. Yeah, it's yeah. PFT commenter. I mean, the Mary well, Langster. Yeah. Just saying, the Mary Langster wrote in with Fudge Van Hooser, which is a, a great one. Wow, we should have led with that How one. Yeah, that re- is that real? Uh, Fudge Van Hooser. He played for the Tulane Green Wave. Which yeah, see, like some people were sending in these sports college players of guys who yeah they like I mean Fudge Van Hooser though, and he's got a great facial hair. Fudge Van Hooser, <laughs> that sounds way more like a sex act than Dusty Napoleon. Uh, that's like a gay porn actor's <laughs> well, name, yeah. though. I feel. Uh, <laughs> Buddy Van Doodle wrote in with Navy football players, their brothers Blaze and Wave Rider. Yeah, which is holy awesome. shit. Wave Rider is pretty incredible. That was my favorite game at like. Uh, did you ever go to Pladium, the arcade? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah, Wave Rider was sick. <laughs> was uh, that uh, you'd actually like stand up on? The, yeah, you could like, kind of like you'd be on the little jet ski. Whatever, and, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Any game that has the equipment from the game on the outside of the machine yeah. is something I enjoy. Or even like the Jurassic Park one where you get into the SUV. Yeah, and yeah, that like that and it moves around. Yeah. yeah, it's friggin' dope. Awesome. Yeah. I love that. What's the? Uh, I actually played. One of the best ones I think I played was a life-size version of Connect Four. That was just somehow really sweet. Like it was <laughs> at Palladium. No, no, it wasn't at Palladium. It was at, it's at Castle Fun Park. Oh, even and better. It's like yeah, it's a life-size, and you and you actually like uh, you go up and you like hit the circle on the board, and it's like and it, the board is massive. It's like takes up a whole wall. <laughs> so if I was rich, that's what I would have. <laughs> Because I've heard that Beyonce is actually an Unreal Connect 4 player. <laughs> so I can only imagine that she has that in her house and I would come over and play it when I when this podcast gets me famous. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Coop wrote in with Jack Sock, which I believe Yeah, which is, is pretty oh, solid. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. a real That's good one. That's pretty solid, too. That that one is one that like I never really thought about it past, like, oh, that's just a funny combination of cacophonous syllables, Jack Sock. Ryan Abraham then, wrote in with a bunch of good ones. Uh, Stubby Clap, Coco Crisp, oh, and yeah. Buster Posey. He also mentioned Earl Buster, Buster Posey's yeah. average. One of my favorites is... Stubby uh, Clap is great. Though. He goes by JB Holmes now, but he's a PGA golfer, and his name is John Holmes. And so he ended up just changing his name to, like, JB 
because of the whole the porn star who died and everything. And oh, I didn't it's the guy that, that uh, Mark Wahlberg's character in Boogie Nights is based on. Oh, oh John really? Holmes. Yeah, John see, I didn't Holmes. even know that. Yeah. I know J.B. Holmes. I yeah. saw him play at the U.S. Open. Yeah, but he used to go by John Holmes and, and changed it for exactly that reason. Nice. I like that. DJ Laidback Luke with Tiago Splitter, a pretty good one. Uh, False Ben says Whitney Merciless, who currently oh, plays that's for the boxer. Houston Texans. Oh, He's an outside a, linebacker. That'd Though be he, a great boxer. He could be a boxer also. Whitney Merciful <laughs> Merciless. Because his whole thing is that he's like a reborn Christian. The beating <laughs> you're going to receive is going to be merciless. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Dwayne wrote in with Dusty Roads, apparently. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Shameful. Uh, Chris Fuamatu Maafala, which is just wow, uh, good pronunciation because I would have gotten good, yeah. I would have gotten nowhere near that. Yeah. This is Fuamatu Maafala. This isn't a player, but my favorite sports team name of all time is the Macon Whoopie. Yes, clearly. Oh, I like the Macon Alabama, the Macon Whoopie. I like that. I also am a fan of the Montgomery Biscuits. That's, uh, that's one a, of the uh, that's one of the one. like single A or double A teams, and their logo is amazing. It's legitimately a talking biscuit. <laughs> uh, Phil Spiegel wrote in with uh, someone who I'm assuming is from the world of soccer because it's out of the UK. And what other sport do they play over there? Lots, but <laughs> his, his <laughs> competitive name, fish and chips. <laughs> his name was Neville Neville. Oh. That was both his first name and his last name. He recently Which is died. so funny because those are so like such British names too. <laughs> it's not like Oh hello, it's Neville Neville. <laughs> I like that. The, to me that's like that he should be like a seventh. He, I'm Neville Neville the seventh. <laughs> he died traveling with his daughter Tracy, who was England's netball head coach, where he was uh, attending the Netball World Cup. Which oh, I don't nice. even know what netball. So is. Netball he was, is he like was a netball player then, or I don't know. Uh, probably soccer though. Let me just Google. Netball is, but he's dead. Uh, yes, okay. he is dead. Yeah. Netball's basketball, but with no backboard. And then there's other rules, but that's really the defining feature of the game. I went to school with a girl who was on the Canadian netball team. And here's the thing. Like, as I've mentioned on the podcast before, I curl. And um, so, like, when you do a sport like that that everyone thinks is lame, you kind of have to just, like, commiserate with other people who play lame sports, even though, like, you think they're the lame. Like, you're like netball. I mean, come on. He, but, like, what can I say, really? I'm a curler, you know? He was a British League cricketer. As well as a football agent and director, so mm. involved in the world of soccer, but made how his does name the person even cricket. know who this person is? I have no That's idea. That's impressive because it doesn't sound like they did anything. <laughs> well, it sounds he, like a guy. He, he says that they chanted his name to the tune of <clears throat> Bowie's "Rebel Rebel" while he was still alive. That's pretty awesome. Probably That's after a, his death. A great as well. player-specific chant. Yeah, it's wonderful. I uh, wonder if there was like an actual moment too, like maybe he had a famous like cricketing incident where he got hit with a ball in the face and so then that's where it came from like Neville Neville your face is a mess oh my god <laughs> right uh, well yeah now we can't wait to get in on the singing that was action. good thank you that was oh, good thank you I'm I not, saw you had this look in your eye and it was like something's a coming gleam. Uh, yeah, something's a, coming. occasional intern yeah, Aaron Mackay uh, who first of all I was out for drinks with a friend from BCIT last night who listened to our show and thought Aaron was actually our intern that he was just like milling around while we <laughs> recorded working yeah, for free obviously. what we don't for put a free the, podcast. Well, we're working for free we don't put wires into the boards ourselves we gotta, <laughs> we gotta have something <laughs> if you'd like to sponsor this podcast by all means please get in touch with us send us an email at realgoodpod at gmail.com um, send us an email at give us your money <laughs> fuck face <laughs> 
at gmail. Send us money. I want money. But Aaron sent us not one. And if you'd like to be our intern, send an email to fuckyoubitch at gmail.com. Not three, but four spectacular sports names. Okay, yeah, and here's the thing. These don't even seem real. I saw (laughs) this today. The first one is a member of FIFA's Fair Play Committee. His name is Tokyo Sexuale, which if you look at it, just looks like Tokyo Sex Whale. Yeah, which sounds (laughs) Which is the opening that band for Tokyo Police Club most nights. (laughs) And you're starting with that one, too. You're right off the bat. That's Tokyo Tokyo Sex Whale is your first name. You're sending us four names, and that's presumably the worst. This is a picture for the Scranton Wilkes-Barre Red Barons. His name is Steve Schartz. That was the next one. I really wish that one was spelled with a Z, to be honest. Like, it would have some kind of, like, razzmatazz to it. (laughs) This one is a a women's basketball player, I believe, uh, for... Charlotte University, I guess. Sure. Uh, and her name is Ivana Mandic. And uh, I mean, it's obviously pronounced Mandich, but like, <laughs> yeah, we'll go with it. Ivana Mandic. <laughs> and the final name. I'll, I'll I'll just say this: if I did want a dick, I would want a Mandic. <laughs> like, if you had to pick of all the dicks you yeah. could have, I think I would pick that one. <laughs> Our final name here is an outfielder from the world of baseball. Played for the Twins. Rusty cunts. Yeah, and that's I think a good one to end on because yeah. like that. I'm surprised we didn't mention that last week either. Yeah, that's that's a and it's K U N T Z. I think yes. is how it's spelled. Yes, but it looks like the the word and it sounds like the word. I guess. Is the, <laughs> I don't know, know if it's pronounced Koontz, like Dean Koontz. I'm sure it probably it probably is. Yeah. is. Like yeah. Dean Koontz's name probably was originally spelled yeah. K U N T Z, and he just and added the double O's because he's like, I'm not gonna. He probably would have sold more books if it just yeah. 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 be like, I'm not gonna release a novel with this like. <laughs> You know, with this on the cover, but I'm looking into it. I'm going to see if maybe he did actually change his name. But yeah, those were all of our uh, listeners submitted best sports names. Thank you so much for writing wow. in. If we forgot you, um, there's a long list here, and I'm sorry. I Dean Koontz has unbelievable hair, by the way. I never <laughs> noticed this, but like, look at this. This is incredible. It looks like he's wearing a helmet. He looks like hair. he's a member of the Beatles. Oh kind of. No, like he looks it, like Pete Rose. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah, he does. It's very like, but look at that. He looks like Pete Rose mixed with that. Um, Dennis Blagojevich, that like uh, that like <laughs> oh, cheating um, politician from the states or whatever. Was Rod, Rod Blagojevich, yeah, Rod, yeah. Rod, yeah. yeah, that's right. I don't know where I came up with Dennis. <laughs> Are you thinking of Dennis Because he kind of looks like Dennis Kucinich. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, there's slide like this whole American group of politics people that, in there for our international audience now. <laughs> yeah, why not? Right? I mean, whatever. I'll pretend. I well, know speaking stuff. of American politics, we do have the Taffer track. We do, Ooh, yes. baby. So let's waste no time and slide right into the Taffer tracker. So this was actually announced a few weeks ago. And I don't know how. I, I Someone had tweeted this to me, so I, I had seen this. But uh, this conference kicks off August 21st in Columbus, Ohio. We're going. So if you're in Columbus, Ohio. Please attend. Yeah. Please. Um, like, you have to. And Send us the audio. It's, uh, it's for the Americans for Prosperity, I guess, like, Institute or whatever, which is like a conservative think tank, it looks like. Uh, and yeah, it, it makes sense. It's Americans called the... Uh, the Defending the American Dream Summit. And I know you're thinking, Stefan, what does this have to do with John Taffer? Well, let me tell you, John Taffer is like a keynote speaker <laughs> at the Defending the American Dream Summit. Alongside. Alongside Ted Cruz, Marco Rubio, Rick Perry, Jeb Bush, and a couple other people that, that don't matter. But, I mean, is this the precursor to a Taffer presidential run? <laughs> Very well, We can maybe. only hope. Man, that's unbelievable. I think... They're all going to get up and like rage against like abortion and immigration and all that stuff. Well, and I know then John Taffer is just going to get up and be like, "It's really bad when bars are bad." <laughs> <laughs> I'm no, I, I guarantee he's going to go up there and say at least once, like, uh, "I'm here to bar rescue this country. <laughs> Pretend this country's a bar." 
and then rescue it as if it was a bar. I'm that's probably it. what he's going to say. That's his so. speech right I feel there, like that's how President Obama has lowered the bar, <laughs> and I'm here to rescue it. Taffer for president. Okay, nice. You use kind like of both that. meanings of bar there. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's good. I nice. like that. That was good. That was yeah. solid. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. <laughs> I know that for me, and I don't know about you guys, but when I think American dream... I think John Taffer. Oh, yeah. I don't know about you guys. Well, this, I mean. this is what uh, the uh, Americans for Prosperity uh, chief executive officer, Luke Hilgeman, this is what he had to say about John Taffer. The Defending the American Dream Summit is the chance for all of us to come together and learn how to be more effective advocates for freedoms and champions of the American dream. We are excited to welcome John Taffer, whose track record as an entrepreneur proves that economic freedom still drives prosperity in America. Which, we've (laughs) talked about this, because I've never actually seen Bar Rescue before, but he doesn't actually rescue any of the bars. Almost all the bars fail afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. So it's exactly like an American military effort to bring freedom to somewhere else. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. He's going to fit right in. Am I the only one who, every time I hear Marco Rubio's name, I think, that he's a basketball player. Yeah, a little <laughs> because bit. Because of Ricky Rubio. Ricky Rubio. Every bit, time, yeah. I, every, I'm just like, oh, oh, okay. So it's like, it's not really a serious, and I'm like, oh, right. He's, what is he even, a senator or something, Marco Rubio? Uh, in Florida, Florida. Yeah. yeah. Something in Florida. So there we go. Um, but that, yeah, I just always think of. But I love the whole sports. thing. Uh, they're talking about how John Taffer proves that economic freedom still drives prosperity in America. Um, but he goes in and like ruins these people's dreams because I watched the Pirates episode recently and these people just want to run a pirate bar and John Taffer's like, no, we need to attract a corporate crowd. You know what he renames the bar to? What? Corporate Bar and Grill. What? And the logo is a guy in a suit. What? <laughs> yeah. From Pirates Bar From and Pirates Grill. and it was... P-I-R-A-T-Z. Is this in it's Pittsburgh cool way also? No, it's in uh, Maryland. A-T-Z? So <laughs> yeah. it looks like... Pirates. P-Rats? Yeah, P-Rats. P-Rats. <laughs> uh, but if you haven't seen that episode, that's the one episode of Our Rescue you need to watch because it includes the line, uh, do you want to dress up like a pirate or do you want to send your kids to college? <laughs> That's John Taffer. And, and the, yeah, John Taffer says that to the owner of the bar. And the owner of the bar is like conflicted. She's like, oh... I kind of want to be a pirate. <laughs> <laughs> who wouldn't? They also have a guy working for them who's missing an eye, and this is like the only job he can get yeah, because he wears he an eye patch. He was just like loving it. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, well, please watch that episode. And that's that's the Taffer well, tracker. And that's that he's the kind of inspiration think tank. that he's going to bring to the Republican campaign. <laughs> <laughs> do you want a prosperous country or do you want to be a pirate? I, I pray. I want to be a pirate. You I am praying that John Taffer decides to run for president. Well, it's wide open. It would be. If Trump can do it, Taffer can do it too. I, it would just be absolutely wonderful. It would be, it would be literally the funniest thing that ever happened if John <laughs> Taffer ran for president. And I actually like looked at the photo. We talked last week about how like he would be the guy that I would want to participate in like a pro wrestling angle. He just looks like old man John Cena right now. Yeah, like well, John Cena twenty five years from now looks exactly like the photo they use. John it's like Taffer it's kind of like soft focus. He's he's not wearing a tie. He's got the sports jacket on over top, and he's like doing that thing where you kind of like sit at like the edge of the chair <laughs> to be like, I don't need all this chair, you know, like. I'm John yeah, Taffer. Never yeah. give up. I need up. to stand up any minute and go rescue a bar. Everything you know? I do, I'm on the edge of my seat. <laughs> Never give up. it's so exciting. Unless uh, you're running a pirate bar, give up and do something else. <laughs> that makes me think of the, uh, the Fresh Prince episode where Will had to work as a pirate waiter in the like sea-loving restaurant because he couldn't get enough money to buy like a... Malcolm X autobiography or something. <laughs> I don't remember what the like tie-in in the episode was. It's probably something like that. 
And then, uh, and then they like all go to this pirate grill and Will's trying to like hide the fact that he's working there. Cause he's really embarrassed that he has to act like a pirate. It's pretty great. I think of John or rather judge Reinhold in, um, fast times at Ridgemont high working at long John silvers. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. That's what I think of. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, great. John Taffer is, uh, and the best part of the pirates episode is when it ends because like the corporate bar and grill is like a huge hit and they make all these like great drinks and really good food and everything. And it ends with, uh, uh, like, like six days later, the owner of the bar changed it back to pirates bar and grill. Actually? Yeah. That's amazing. Uh, you have a love for pirating. You just, you keep it going. I, it'd be cool too if they actually like took the literal meaning of the name and they were also selling like Chinese knockoff DVDs. <laughs> like just on, there was like a secret menu. Yes. Like you just go in and if you take one of the menu cards out of the plastic sleeve and flip it over, there's just like a selection of DVDs from Korea. <laughs> <laughs> that was the Taffer Tracker though. That was, that was pretty good. Last week it was entrepreneur.com and now it's yeah. he's, the he's, American Freedom, he's whatever. He's making shit. waves yeah. everywhere he goes. Absolutely. Except in the pirate bar they're no longer allowed to make waves there <laughs> it's uh, one of those things where we do the taffer tracker every week and i barely know this guy i've never seen bar rescue before and i just think like fuck this guy has so much more money than I <laughs> and we just like make fun of him every week he's an he's entrepreneur like, and he's just like a piece of shit and i'm like i've got nothing you know he, i'm still blocked on twitter too i'm gonna i'll check right now i checked like a few days ago but let's uh let's just check right you're now. just hoping that you're begging and pleading it's ever gonna happen, play, pay off. you are blocked from following at john taffer and viewing at john taffer's treats well guess what john taffer i can open your twitter account in an incognito tab <laughs> And read your tweets. Let's see your most recent tweet. I'm reading your tweets right now, and there's nothing to do about it. Who wants to join me for a VIP event in LA next week? Enter here for a chance to be invited. You can I'm do so it. pissed enter I'm missing it. this content. No, but you could still enter it. I could. Yeah. It right he would right. imagine if you got invited. He would murder me, I think. It, well, it does specify on the ad that it's just for Bar Rescue fans. So. Oh, oh, well, I am a Bar Rescue fan. That's, so. yeah. Oh, God. I like that one of his tweets just says, want a hot bar? Here are five tips. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Taffer Media. Five <laughs> tips to help you make your bar the hottest joint. Like, I like that he's saying just this like everyone just owns a bar. Like, just everyone has one. I'm just really liking this JohnTaffer.com website because there's a section called Taffer Lifestyle. Yeah, and Taffer Virtual Teaching. I'm, going, actually, to, I'm going to the shop on his website. Oh, the shop is coming soon. Oh, Ugh. what? The Call Taffer, yourself an entrepreneur. The Taffer Lifestyle is the section where I'm looking at this. So t- tip number one is hot bars are high energy. Look, I know that he said that the shop is coming <laughs> That's not soon. A tip. That's tip one. The <laughs> tip one is like... Uh, th- it's high energy. Your bar is successful. It has a lot of people at it. Like, thanks, John. Yeah, he's like, the key to having a high energy bar comes down to the music. Hire a DJ to play songs that have a lot of beats per minute to keep your customers moving and grooving. Someone paid $5,000 to hear him say this at like a seminar. Oh, guaranteed. Yo, hot bars are high energy. The photo. And yeah, of I agree. Like, if you had a DJ playing into outer space, it's not going to make... Like, you, if you have two people in your bar, it doesn't matter what DJ you got. You need yeah. people. The photo you need to have him. a higher energy bar. It's got to f- have energy. The photo of him on johntaffer.com is probably also like the oldest looking picture of him in existence. Oh, on the shop he section? He looks so old. Yeah. No, just on johntaffer.com. Looks so old. And he's like, yeah, oh, I'm yeah. smiling. We'll use that. It's I also fine. like the Taffer Media logo. It's just like a big white <laughs> a tea. Big tea. <laughs> and you know what? I don't. He says the shop is coming soon, but we learned last week that all excuses are bull. So 
That's true. Follow your own all bull. advice. That's true. Ex- yeah, he's that's an excuse. But he wouldn't be speaking at a Republican uh, convention summit or whatever if he wasn't a total hypocrite. So <laughs> there we go. Uh, moving on from the Taffer Tracker into everyone's favorite, somebody's favorite anyways, probably the clip of the week. And we have a good one this week. It's not exactly entirely audible, but we can definitely explain what's going on uh, if you can't exactly make it out. Tennis, the great sport of tennis, uh, swept into Canada over the last couple weeks with the Rogers Cup. And uh, something interesting went down in Montreal in a match between Nick Kyrgios and Stan Wawrinka during a Rogers Cup match in Montreal. We will hear their exchange now. I don't know if you could hear those comments right there from Nick Kyrgios. Barely audible uh, on the, uh, the the video footage of the event, which was pulled from all over the internet. I'm sure that uh, tennis is not happy about this at all because Nick Kyrgios is basically the Sean Avery of tennis. <laughs> he's, only, he's like 20 years old, too. He's just a kid. He yeah, walked young. up to the net against the number five in the world, Stan Wawrinka, and said... After uh, beating him, I think. Or I guess no. Wawrinka retired from the game. Well, yeah, yeah, so Wawrinka was winning... Uh, or he won the first set, and then going into the second set, Kyrgios said that. Then he won the second set, and then uh, Warinka re- retired down for love in the third set. Oh. Really? Yeah. But we can explain exactly yes. what he said, because it is I, I couldn't really hear yeah. it there. Tanasi Kokonakis uh, is apparently a friend of... Uh, yeah, he's an Australian tennis player well, I was as well Greek. even though well yeah, yeah i mean he's obviously of greek lineage uh and <laughs> yes so, so he stepped to the net uh did kyrios and said to him uh, <laughs> uh kakanakis banged your girlfriend sorry to tell you that mate so we actually had uh you know a couple of revelations in the tennis world related to side pieces this year or was that golf was yeah, no, no, was we, and that was one of our clips i think was the andy, andy murray, murry one. yeah uh, we, we d- talked it wasn't about it it wasn't a clip yeah, yeah, but we, we did, did dig for it we, we did it. talk about it but we had uh yeah so i mean it's obviously great uh the best part about this is that uh, Warinka is dating a 19 year old uh, player on the tour. I think it was he's dating the girl that just won, isn't isn't he? Uh, no, because no, no. that was the Brooke Henderson just won. No, no, no. Brooke Henderson won golf. Oh, okay, Justin. Uh, I know so they're both my sports. Mix I know up. they're both I'm sports sorry. played predominantly by white people on grass, <laughs> but. <laughs> They are very. I different. don't know, man. I don't know. Well, I know. Well, I don't follow those sports. Yeah. Oh, I'm talking about at the. Pro- well, I guess. I guess golf is increasingly turning less white, but like, <laughs> it, it, you think of it as like a white sport. Um, tennis. Yeah. Basically, uh, I think it was he's dating uh, Dencic, who won the the women's side of the Rogers. Yeah, Cup. or Don, Donna Vekic. Oh, sorry, so different person. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, he's dating this like nineteen year old after he had a nasty divorce. In a separate he, like, comment, Curios was also heard to say to himself about Warinka, he's banging an eighteen year old. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That somehow like. Uh, like that was his like exasperation. Like yeah. Warinka hits a winner. 
And he's banging an 18-year-old <laughs> on top of this. What the hell? And didn't he, he apologize after saying, Kakanak has banged your girlfriend? He said, I'm sorry. Sorry to be the one to tell you that. I yeah. don't think he was actually sorry. I don't think he was sorry I at doubt all. he was sorry. I, yeah, he doesn't seem like the type just no. looking at he him. He got that booed mercilessly. Oh, in the next game. game. Yeah. Yeah. Which you don't see in Twitter. tennis that often. No. Warinka took to Twitter after the match <laughs> to say, what was said I wouldn't say to my worst enemy to stoop solo is not only unacceptable, but also beyond oh. belief. I would say that to my worst enemy. That's not like the yeah, worst. Yeah, it's not There's, the worst thing I would thing say worse say. things to my Especially worst enemy. Especially because it does seem like it was true. Like, Kokonakis had a history with this chick and had played, like, mixed doubles with her and stuff like that. You're like, okay, well, that's, it's very plausible that that did Sorry happen. to tell you that, mate. I think also just the, the fact that he did it after he won, though, too, is, like, what makes it a huge dick move. Well, he didn't, but he wasn't... But... Yeah. But then he ended up winning. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Warinka retired, oh, which, right, right, which right. almost oh, looked yeah. like he retired because of sadness. Yeah. <laughs> which is which is what makes it even better. Like, he was somehow... He lost like, uh, to I a just... broken heart. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, uh, it does get better, though, because Kyrios' brother, Christos, has now claimed that the players were involved in a locker room scuffle after the match in a post on his Facebook, which has subsequently been taken down. <laughs> and you know you're in for something good every yeah. time that is uh, included in yeah. it. Because, like, He's going to say he was hacked. That was the Greg yeah, Zahn thing also. Favorite. Those tweets went up, and then were taken down. Mysteriously taken <laughs> down. Uh, yes, so Kyrios' brother, Christos Kyrios, wrote on Facebook, he put his hands on Nick, grabbed him, and said a whole bunch of abusive shit. I've studied law, and that shit is abuse, bro. Lucky we aren't pressing charges. <laughs> that punk is lucky I wasn't there. He would have been withdrawing from the next few tournaments. Oh, wow. Just a barrage of bullshit <laughs> from this guy. Does that guy even play tennis? His uh, brother? Or? No, probably He's a not. lawyer. He's a oh, lawyer. He knows, yeah. Yeah, he knows, he the, knows law. lawyers. He so. knows the law. <laughs> I know the law. He's looked at law before. Yeah, it's kind of like the same way that Jay-Z knows the law in 99 Problems. It's like, you don't really know the law. I ain't passed the bar, but I know. He says he knows a little bit. bit. Yeah, he which knows is a okay. little bit, which yeah. is like this guy. I know okay. a little bit. Pretty Enough sure you can't you put, can't put your hands on my bro. put your hands on Nick. Yeah. <laughs> good rhyme. I like that. That was good. Grabbed him and said a whole bunch of abusive shit. Yeah. Uh, I like, uh, yeah. And I, I feel like if he did understand any more of the law, he would also understand that uttering threats also against the law. Yeah. I mean, I'm not like, I'm, I'm no lawyer, but... Uh, you know a little bit. But I know a little bit. <laughs> Enough that you can't illegally touch do threats at Stan <laughs> <laughs> I, I love how he goes from like being like, I'm lawyerly and I know stuff to that shit is abuse, bro. Yeah, like, that's also awesome. <laughs> is he his younger brother or his older brother? Uh, younger, I oh, believe. So I like would 16, love... Like, I would love to see that in like a bar. Like if you're watching like a bar fight on YouTube or something where just like some guy pushes another guy, then his like hype man, you know, because there's always like the guys in the back that are screaming, oh, he's going to fuck you up or whatever. Like just one of his guys is like, yo, that's abuse, bro. Like that'd be just, <laughs> that's amazing. I feel like that's something that Shia LaBeouf would say in one of his like YouTube bar fight clips. <laughs> yo, that's abuse, bro. He's getting punched. This shit is abuse, This shit bro. is abuse, bro. <laughs> I thought we were bros, bro. <laughs> uh, I'm doing this to subvert the system, the social media system. You guys know what I'm doing. So in Nick Kyrgios, uh, a disgrace to the sport of tennis, but uh, we're happy to have him. Absolutely. In the hey, Nick, world. if you want to continue to disgrace your sport and yourself, us here at Real Good Show, totally for it. And I'm, I would go so far as to say 
that uh, we are ready to announce Nick Kyrgios as our official favorite tennis player. Yeah, good the show. official tennis player, a real good show. Because yeah. he also had a meltdown in uh, at Wimbledon too. Oh yeah, oh, he's yeah, had yeah. melt. He's had more meltdowns than uh, a nuclear reaction. Didn't he? He with like Homer he, th- he threw the, the game sort of like he stopped playing. I think yeah. he was just like he also has like, like a tricolor mohawk. I yeah. feel it's really important to comment on the fact that his. Haircut is a side shave on both sides yeah. with bleach blonde on one side, bright pink on the other, and natural And he wears those big middle. square earrings, too. You yeah. Know what I mean? Oh, yeah. He's awesome. Yeah. yeah, and he did at Wimbledon. He just had, like, four serves in a row where he just, like, didn't even serve or, he like, served it right into the net or yeah. whatever. And then after the game, people, like, reporters were... That was my favorite thing. It's, like, reporters were questioning him about it, and he was just, like, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm trying to win. I'm always trying to win. And it's like, well, no, like, no, like we're like, we watched it. Like you weren't, no, I was trying to get those serves in. Well, but yeah, but no. And that was the same thing after this. He was like, uh, Arash Madani asked him courtside, like, oh, I have to ask you about the remarks that you made about Kokonakis. He's like, oh, it was just in the heat of the moment. I'm <laughs> like, what do you mean it's in the heat of the moment? <laughs> you, you thought before you, you got him. walked the court. across the court to say specifically that. Yeah. And then apologized. <laughs> yeah. Uh, sorry to tell you, mate. Yeah. But if anyone knows Stan Wawrinka, do tell him that Nick Kyrgios is Real Good Show's favorite tennis player. Sorry to tell you that, mate. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we will move uh, out of the clip of the week and, uh, I guess, into the mailbag. We're yeah. just breezing right along today. Yeah. Uh, because, uh, yeah, not not at the busiest week in the world of sports. We kind of touched on all we really need to touch on, and whatever we haven't hit is probably going to come up in the tweets that you guys sent in. So let's do it. Twitter mailbag time. Stefan, what you got for I us? I do have to just quickly say that uh, I just now signed up for the John Taffer Media Newsletter. <laughs> so so you'll we'll be hopefully so we'll get a, a newsletter by our, our next show. And Perfect. I'll, I'll, we can we'll just talk about that, that for like our an next hour. episode. <laughs> you'll be yeah. keeping in touch. Um, Beautiful. We do, have, we do have some very good questions here. Uh, let me see if I can pull this one up. There's one about sports injuries that I was, I was very happy about. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. Uh, let's see. Uh, there's a lot of questions. A lot of what is sports, which, again absolutely hilarious it has, it's getting funnier <laughs> no question at episode it's, seven it's day has come oh here we go this is from at ryan real uh and he asks what would be the worst realistic injury to get among the big four sports and i figured we can kind of spin this off into just talking about the worst sports injury you can recall and i i was doing like research last night into tommy john surgery and it sounded pretty horrible like i don't know a ton about baseball so i'm not like fully aware of that like how you even break that tendon to me, in your the, elbow. The most fucked up thing is that the guy named Tommy John got Tommy John surgery. Yeah, that what was What are the like, chances? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, right? They'd already named it <laughs> before he had it. <laughs> like, holy shit. Have you seen that guy's elbow? Yeah, let's name this surgery <laughs> after <laughs> <laughs> My friend, uh, one of my best pals actually broke his arm pitching. Really? Which I think would be even worse in the than that yeah he like he said that he like he wound up to throw a pitch and then he felt like he pitched normally but the ball just rolled like four feet in front of him Jesus. and then his arm was dangling how does that happen how so you just, you just throw it so far or, or so hard that yeah your it's arm just, just like snaps. like basically what it has to be is like you uh you essentially have to be a huge 
wuss. And um, no, I'm just, but you have to have soft bones, I guess, or it's just like repetitive motion strain in your yeah. muscle. But just like yeah, hollow exactly. bones like a bird. Kids, let this be a lesson to you. All you kids listening to this podcast: number one, go fuck yourself. Number two, <laughs> drink, drink milk. milk. And uh, yeah, but I don't know. It's just basically like he said that the doctor said essentially like his bone was slowly like it kind of almost cracks or like slowly sort of bends and then eventually you just break it. That sounds terrifying. Yeah, right? So that's pretty bad. Um, There's a lot of like, if we're just looking at like all-time great injuries, there's a lot of like athletes' injuries that have taken place way away from the world from of, sports. The world of yeah. sports that have taken them out of games like joe sackick's final season of his career was completely sidelined by the fact that he got his fingers jammed in a snowblower yeah which is disgusting in oh, its own way yeah so gross um, uh, yeah i'm uh i'll just go on record by saying i think the worst injury you could get is uh death <laughs> The because wor- I mean, yeah, legitimately in any of the sports you could die. Yeah, so I'm just gonna go on record by saying that death I think that's the- that is death is the injury. <laughs> really I would going want out on a limb least. here, John. <laughs> I am. I'm going out on a limb by saying <laughs> you that. could crash a NASCAR and and not recover. Exactly, you could die. You could b- baseball, and you actually were driving a NASCAR. I drove a NASCAR this week. It's whatever. Did you um, think you were gonna die? No, but there were two crashes. We were only at the track for like two hours. And uh, yeah, we did the, me and my dad went and did the Rusty Wallace racing experience. He was wearing his Cullen 69 jersey. Oh, absolutely. My car, I definitely requested the 69 car and um, it was great. Uh, The best part about driving the 69 car is that it makes you think about all the sexual uses for your sponsors. Um, So you just see like, oh, the 69 car sponsored by 3M. Well, you could use scotch tape in some pretty fun ways in the bedroom. Uh, (laughs) Just, uh, but yeah, so we went out to, uh, the speedway out here and, uh, just outside Vancouver in Agassiz, BC. And, uh, yeah, it was super fun, but it was also alarming that they just let you drive the cars. Like it was not like, yeah, so you get like 45 minutes of instruction, which basically says like what to do in case you get in a crash and you have to get yourself out of the car quickly or whatever. And then they just... the car is on fire. Yeah, exactly. They're like, if the car is on fire, get out of the car instantly. I'm like, I could have figured that out, but thank you. Um, I would like, oh, why is it so hot in here? (laughs) This is nice. I like this. Let me get out. Um, But yeah, they basically give you a 45-minute class, and they put you behind the wheel of a NASCAR, and uh, you get 10 laps around the track. And uh, yeah, it was pretty awesome. I had a really good time. Um, and but yeah, we had two. One person crashed while we were in her class, <laughs> and then another person crashed as we were leaving. So, but they were okay in both instances. But if you search Rusty Wallace racing experience on Google, Google will do that cool like question bar where it's like, "Did you really mean?" And the one of the first results is Rusty Wallace racing experience death. <laughs> 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 There was a man who died doing it in September in Kentucky. So it is like, yeah, it's like one of those things where I think you do it and you have a great time. And then when it's over, you're like, I legitimately could have died doing that thing. (laughs) Agassi, maybe not because the speedway there, it's a short oval track. So it's very hard to, yeah, it's, it'd be pretty hard to get enough speed just the way the track is designed. Like you'd legitimately have to do some real shit to, to, get any type of serious injury but still it's 
I do have some like three. And these are off the field injuries, and they're all baseball. Okay. Oh, some read, of the baseball ones are great. Yeah, I found a list. There's some amazing ones. I'll read three Sneezing of them. Sneezing is one of uh, my favorites. Rick, Ricky Henderson missed a game because of frostbite in August because he fell asleep on an ice pack. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's amazing. Uh, Vince Coleman uh, missed the 1985 World Series after getting rolled up in the tarp machine. <laughs> <laughs> how do how does that even how does one do that? Uh, I guess you just you're probably not looking, and they're like rolling the tarp onto the field. Or so. I, well, no, you got rolled up into it though. Anyway, I don't know. That's I, amazing. I need to find. If there was a video this. clip of yeah. that. Uh, and then this is my favorite yesterday. one, and this is the one I was looking for when I when I was googling this, and it's John Smoltz. Uh, he once burned his chest while ironing a shirt while he was still wearing the nice. shirt. Nice, yeah, that's because I think he was in like a rush to get to the whatever the stadium or whatever it was wherever he was going, and so he's like, "Fuck, I'll iron the shirt while I'm wearing it." And obviously, so he just brought one of those famous battery-powered irons we're always <laughs> hearing about. Brought it in the car with him. And was like, "Hey, I'll just get this shit ironed while I'm on the way to the game." But my all-time favorite like stupid injury that happened uh, in, a, in a game. know that he was burning himself. How would you not feel that immediately and stop doing it? Well, no, he probably still, like he pressed it down to kind of get the steam going and okay. stuff. And was just like, oh, fuck. Like, it, it wasn't <laughs> like he was like rubbing it down his shirt. I'm imagining. Yeah, as it's like just hurting. As he's uh, just like melting off his skin, basically. This is uh, Bill Gramatica of the Arizona Cardinals. You guys have probably seen this footage. He's the kicker and he kicks a field goal in like the first quarter of like a game in like, I don't know, October or something. Uh, so it's like three nothing in the first quarter, and he does this like fist pump where he like jumps in the air to celebrate, and then like tears his ACL <laughs> landing. Like, yeah, I the, remember that. There's no reason to celebrate there. It's one thing if it's like a game winning field goal. Oh yeah, for sure. But it's the first quarter. He was just so pumped. Well, yeah. he was always living in the shadow of his more famous brother Martin Gramatica. That's true. That is true. So it was always very tough for him. So he thought, man, this is my moment. Well, that's kind of like when Kendris Morales broke his leg in the celebration after the walk-off oh, homer. Oh, yeah. That was yeah, super great about as that. well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the other celebration injury that I remember always is the soccer player who bit his teammate's dick. Do you oh, guys remember yeah. that? That was classic. Yeah. No. And I think he got kicked off the team after. Yeah, 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 he did, yeah. Yeah, but that you know, he, he bit his cock. <laughs> yeah. Like through the shorts. But yeah, he just was like the heat of the moment. Yeah, he exactly. scored the winning goal or whatever, and he bit his dick. Um, this is from the world of wrestling, but it's sort of a celebration injury. It happened earlier this year. Sami Zayn was making his Raw debut, his TV debut, calling, getting the call up from the farm system in WWE from Montreal. Was debuting in Montreal. Answered the John Cena U.S. title open challenge. Came out, was walking up the stairs to get into the ring, and threw his arms up in the air in <laughs> celebration before his match, and completely blew out his rotator cuff, <laughs> just putting his arms up to get the crowd pumped. Uh, Which I, probably goes to show you shouldn't have been wrestling in the first place. Sounds like it was a dangerous. Proposition. I love sports injuries. Yeah, yeah. But we were going to talk about Sammy Sallow because I he is the, the king, king of, of sports, sports injuries. injuries. He just retired this week. A uh, great. All-time great Canuck player. I, I've never met another hockey fan who has like a bad thing to say about him. He's like he's the Sedin. Like such a nice guy. He's like the Sedin's yeah. of defense. He never With really like did anything the scariest dirty, face. Like, like he looks like he looks a like horror he movie looks like villain. Boo Radley. Yeah, from, exactly. Looks exa- yeah, like exactly identical. Like if you guys Boo actually Radley. look this up, or at, we'll tweet it out or something. He looks identical to Robert Duvall in uh, To Kill a Mockingbird. Yeah, very scary. But he's had some great injuries over the years. Finally retired. His injuries caught up to him eventually uh, at the ripe old age of 
I think he's 40, 40 million, or 41, yeah. Which is amazing that he only just retired yeah. given his injury history. He hasn't really regularly played in several seasons now, but he was just going to hang on and yeah. collect that sweet exactly, paycheck yeah. from the Tampa Bay Lightning. Oh, no yeah. one can begrudge him that. But, but some all-time great injuries. Uh, of course, there was the one in the 2011 Stanley Cup playoffs where he took a puck to the dick. Well, the, te- the testicle. It, like, yeah. yeah, not uh, the dick portion. It of the exploded penis, his cup, basically. His yeah. cup was cracked in half. Yeah. The, the best one is the he got bit by the only poisonous snake in Finland. Yes, he was bit by an asp <laughs> during the off season. He was bit by a poisonous snake. I assume asps went like <laughs> extinct. Like, yeah, exactly. they're real and they they no, bit. Cleopatra came back to life. Yeah. See, he he went also went on a vacation to Helsinki. He brought also, her asp with her, and it bit Sammy Sell. He also suffered an injury playing wiffle ball uh, during the lockout, no, I believe. No, it was floorball. No, it was, it was bandy. Floorball? It's called it bandy. bandy. Yeah, yeah which okay. is like, uh, it's like ball hockey, but you use these like weird sticks in a wiffle ball. Yeah. Yeah. And he blew out his knee or something. Yeah. It's yeah, always yeah. good, like when you when you play a professional sport and then you hurt yourself playing a lesser version of the same sport, <laughs> like just to keep your fitness up. Yeah, during the like a, that'd be like a baseball player uh, being like. Uh, just out playing catch playing. with his son. Yeah, exactly. Same kind of. Well, deal. I think yeah. uh, Joe. I, that reminds me, Joe. But Chamberlain uh, suffered a grotesque ankle injury while bouncing on a trampoline. I think he was. You know those uh, trampoline like centers you can go to where they have like basketball oh, nets and yeah. foam pits and stuff. I think he went to one of those and his slam ankle, ball. Yeah, his ankle got jammed between like you know where the springs yeah, yeah, are yeah. or whatever, and he Sounds fucked up awesome. his ankle. Yeah, slam ball. They should bring Slam They ball should back. bring Slam I ball think back. our next episode will be devoted to Slam Ball. And one of the great sports injuries in, in hockey as well, before we move on, it's not Sammy Sallow, but it is another defenseman, uh, Eric Johnson, while he was still with the St. Louis oh, Blues. Yeah. He was the number one overall pick in 2006. <laughs> I don't believe he played a single game in the 2008 season because during like the, the month of August, I'm pretty sure it was, or it was September even, uh, right before like camp was set to open, Eric Johnson was drunkenly driving a golf cart and crashed it and like blew out his right uh, knee, tore two ligaments in his knee. You're actually missing a key detail of this story, Justin. He was playing golf cart polo <laughs> was the way that he described it. I like that he described it that way. Like he made it more embarrassing. Yeah. Like, oh, you were just drunk and driving a golf cart? No, no, no. I was drunk and playing golf cart polo. <laughs> As one does. And crashed. Yeah, I think it was like that's what well um yeah, I think it was like he was playing it and I don't even know if he crashed the golf cart. I thought what I had heard was he was just playing and had his leg like sticking out, out of the, the cart. Oh god. Like a tree yeah. or something? Yeah, no, like the ground. And oh. it just got stuck in the ground and then <laughs> as ripped the truck his... kept driving. Yeah, as the, the, cart, as the cart kept driving, yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. I've had lots of good times with golf carts. Can't say I've ever played golf cart polo, but uh Haynes Beefy Teen writes in once again to say, Why aren't all visors tinted or iridescent? Well, it's, uh, uh, I can think of a lot of reasons d- oh, why does they're Ovechkin not. Ovechkin still has the, a pretty cool one. Because I seem to recall that they, the goalies were complaining. I don't know if he still has like that super reflective one, does he? No, th- those have been banned. Yeah, the, mirror, the mirrored ones have been banned. Because the goalies are complaining they couldn't see the player's eyes. Well, that which, was the whole point yeah, of why yeah, Ovechkin why, had it in the first yeah. place. Yeah. He yeah. should wear those like poker glasses that have like the, the animal eyes on them. <laughs> oh, that'd be dope. Like, uh, who is it? S- uh, Greg Snake Eyes Raymer? Yeah. <laughs> He's just <laughs> sleeping yeah. underneath them. Like <laughs> My favorite part of, of, uh, of, of Snake Eyes Raymer was that he wouldn't put the glasses on until he decided to play a hand. So it was like this like ceremony 
ceremonial like <laughs> there'd be like the person in front of him would raise then he'd like look at his two cards then just slowly put on these dollar store snake sunglasses and then like call the raise be awesome that'd be like ovechkin like just having them in his pants and then when he gets a penalty shot just like slowly pull them out and put them on be amazing i think that my favorite part of the whole mirrored or tinted visor thing is guys who wear them to play beer league like that's the best like if you like like fuck you you know what i mean like just who are you like it's my favorite it's my favorite thing to just be playing a guy who has a tinted visor and can't skate like, i can't there's nothing well, better than speaking that. of guys who With can't skate who wear tinted visors eric weinrich yeah <laughs> that's a good transition i, I can't transition. think of another player who had like a color tint to but i thought eric like weinrich that. had some sort of like light sensitivity thing because oh, he, he had to wear that like yellow yeah he one. had the yellow yeah, one i think that's one, why which Let looked me look it up. great when he played for st louis yeah, blue and yellow or their team colors it matches it, it, you know it looked great and, and then, then he, he got to traded Canucks to vancouver and, yeah. i like that the if you search eric weinrich in google the third thing is eric weinrich yellow visor <laughs> <laughs> uh which yeah there must be some kind of eye because no one else i don't think has a color there is actually an ask a player feature on canucks.com <laughs> with uh, Eric Weinrich, because I guess he played for Vancouver, which I forgot. Uh, yeah, I had kind of forced that the out of my mind. Deadline in 2006, yeah. along oh with God. Uh, oh, Keith no. Carney and he's just Sean Brown and Mika Noorinen. Mika Noorinen. That was yeah. the worst trade deadline ever. <laughs> he's just uh, he's just a douche. There's no uh, I thing. Really? He yeah. said, I started wearing it as a favor for a friend who worked for the company that made it. Oh. I ended up liking it, and now I hardly notice I have it on. Yeah, right. Well, everyone you, else notices. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Asshole. How could you not notice? It's the, something I've gotten used to, no. and it actually helps people notice that I'm on the ice when they're watching games. No, you know what? I noticed you're on the ice when you were fucking terrible. Every Canucks game you played, I think he was you like... <laughs> he was like and i don't want to use plus minus necessarily but i think in this case it stands he was like minus 35 in like the post trade deadline games with the canucks he That's played like 15 possible. games i'm exaggerating slightly if someone will correct me with the exact number i don't want to look it up now it was really bad and the best part of the eric weinrich era was uh the canucks like missed the playoffs after this like huge trade de- deadline where yeah. they picked up all these where players Jonas was loading up and so yeah which is a phrase you never want to hear <laughs> Um, no one is loading up. Unless it's loading up like a gun. <laughs> or Even a, then you don't want to hear it. Or really. a plate at a buffet Yeah, table. I was going to say, yeah, that's, that's but how the, I would The Canucks do it. this, and I'm sure a lot of other teams do. They do the, the jerseys off our back promotion, the last home game of the year, yeah. where the season ticket holders will be picked at random. They'll get to come down to the ice, and a player will give them their jersey, a game-worn jersey from that game. And Eric Weinrich had to give someone his jersey, and he was just getting booed <laughs> mercilessly by all the fans and i felt worse for the guy who got his jersey yeah like yeah, what are you gonna do awful that? like you're not you, gonna frame that well because theoretically you wait like your whole season ticket holder career for yeah, that moment exactly. to like get down on the ice and then yeah and then you like that would be me for, i would easily get the shittiest oh for sure player no question and speaking of bad defenseman stefan your lucas spisa would do of the week we haven't got there yet. we haven't what gotten there yet would you do <sighs> to get rid of lou I'm, would I'm you purposefully jump off a cliff 
<laughs> nail a nail in your dick. <laughs> uh, it, well, if we're talking about Eric Weinrich, I would uh, I would take Eric Weinrich like now <laughs> back on the team, and let's let's see how old he is right now, and give every He's player like forty five. Eric Weinrich is coming back and making sure that his buddy's company is doing well, so every current player on the team also gets a yellow tinted. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Well, Eric- they could just the Canucks could just be sponsored by Husqvarna, and everybody's just wearing yellow. Visors. Eric Eric Weinrich is forty eight years 48. old. Forty eight, perfect. <laughs> You'd rather I, I, have him than Lucas Visa. Yes, like wow. Eric Weinrich right now. And I'm, I just found his stat line with the Canucks: sixteen games. This is all post trade deadline, obviously. Yeah. Zero goals, zero assists, so zero points. Eight penalty minutes, minus sixteen. Wow. Yeah. Oh no, sorry, minus thirteen in sixteen games. I read that uh, wrong. Why okay. was he? And what, so what was like? Was he supposed to be good? That, that is, Canucks, he was supposed to be okay. That is Spisa esque for yeah. sure. Yeah, and, and Keith Car- be is better than that. And Keith guys. Carney was in supposed the playoffs to be okay. this year, my friend. No, he was not. He was on the ice for basically I, every well, here's single the thing. goal that Calgary scored. Here's the, the four. I would take all the players from that trade deadline over Spisa. Like I dressed them. Even I dressed Mika Norinen as a defenseman. <laughs> Mika Norinen, we <laughs> traded a second round pick <laughs> for, and he I be- never played a I single believe game. He came in in relief. He came in relief once. That is. An atrocious trade. Yeah, yeah. And he left as a free agent. He went to like Europe, well, I think. Way to go, Buffalo. Oh, In the yeah. playoffs, Spiza was only minus one. Yeah, but I mean... And in the regular season, he was only minus eight, and he also had 11 points. Oh, I don't. I don't want to talk about speed. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm just saying. Yeah, Guys, we're, we're not saying. going by plus minus here. Just yeah. saying. I'll bring up his uh, his his hero chart. Yeah. Though I will say, I'm sort of thing in the world. I'm sort of surprised. Like he he had very bad junior stats. Like his last year of juniors, he only had 18 points. <laughs> oh, never mind. That was in only in. 30 games, so that's pretty good. That's all right. Anyway, fuck Lucas Pisa. We can Uh, move on Speaking of Buffalo, though, we got a long question this week from uh, one of our Buffalo (laughs) listeners. Oh, yeah, this is great. This is a really good one. Hannah Conda writes in once again. Oh, another great. Yeah, uh, she's great. She says, okay, here is my pizza question. Speaking of that, fresh slice, you're the worst. (laughs) We're pizza experts now. Uh, That's part of our brand. It's what people have come to expect, weighing in on pizza. Okay, here's my pizza question, says Hannah Conda. There are three pizzerias in the village my boyfriend lives in. Two are shitty. The other is pretty good. However, the good pizzeria has a KCCO flag in front of it. Should we continue going to the good pizzeria despite its chive love or stop being lazy and drive 15 minutes to get just as good shit website free pizza? Thanks. So... We hate the chive, but the pizza and wings are pretty great, and it's so convenient, so we are torn. Okay, so, first of all, yeah. KCCO, it, it keep calm, keep and calm chive, chive on, on, which is yeah. The the, the chive is uh, is like Buzzfeed for people who wear boat shoes every day, basically. Like. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> The Chive is, yeah. BFBS, anyway. BuzzFeed for boat shoes. You probably don't go to the Chive if you listen to this podcast. Yeah, I'm Pro- well, Actually, oh, yeah. you never know. Anyway, the Chive is... I, uh, which, does every pizza come with like a slideshow of the 100 biggest pairs of breasts you've <laughs> ever seen or what? Yeah, that's how it works. <laughs> to answer the question, go to the other pizza place. I don't care if it's 15 minutes away. I don't care if it's I was also away. troubled. Why, <laughs> why does her boyfriend live in a village? That's what I was. What was like the a most village near my, like you know, just like a shopping area. That oh, she's so like the village. My boyfriend lives in. You where? live in a village. You well, live in a like, uh, in Olympia. Yeah. yeah. 
But like I, but not really. I mean, I live. In no, Vancouver. but it's probably one of those things where they just the village. She said he lives in a village. <laughs> not oh, maybe like, he does live in a village. Yeah, right? that's what I mean. It's like, not like, a, like oh, he lives in the village. A bunch of like condos. Or or, yeah, yeah. She said he lives in a village. Well, you in know, like the village, uh, upstate, upstate New York. Like. She said, it, "Oh, in the village, my boyfriend lives in." Okay, Hannah, you need to clear up what a village is for next I think episode. It's the shopping complex. Okay, it well, could no, but upstate New York, it could just be like a very small town. It could be a village, or just like a short walk from his apartment, yeah. probably. How do you get a KCCO flag? That's what I want to know. Order them online, probably. You probably have to actually pay money for I it. I wonder yeah, if they're like ridiculous. an official pizza of the chive. <laughs> <laughs> I hope, well, yeah, I mean, we should have an official pizza also. What's our, I'm going to say Uncle Fatty's is the official pizza. Uh, yeah, yeah. I would, I would agree. Yeah. It's Uncle Fatty's. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. that was a yeah. horrendous pronunciation yeah. of well, that word. I just didn't think that, they, you know, I tried to give them the I don't like it. I want to I have a high-class pizza place. I want a I love Neapolitan. Uncle Fatty's. There is a pizza place. Uh, I want a Neapolitan-style pizza place. There's a pizza place near my place called Cammy's Pizza. No, Cammy's Pizza is good. And they have butter chicken pizza, and it's spectacular. All right. Well, That's we have too. some contenders. I and I would, yeah. I'm more of a high pizza class place. pizza consumer, so <laughs> I would really want something show. like uh, Nickley Antica or Via Tavere, like Neapolitan style pizza. All right. So I mean, we can see. But, yeah, I mean, we'll see. All three of Whichever us, one of them is going to give us money is yeah. really going to be the official pizza. All, of the all three of us are telling Hannah that she should stop going to the yes, KCCO absolutely. pizza place. I don't care if she drives 15 minutes or if she goes to one of the ones in the village that's not as good as the Chive one. Just go. Just I actually think she should challenge them and be like, "Listen, here's the deal. I order <laughs> pizza from you once a week, but I hate that flag. I don't appreciate if you your don't take it down. Misogynist website yeah. support." If you don't take it down, I'm going somewhere else. Because then you also get the satisfaction of telling them to like shove it and go somewhere else. Or they take it down, and then you can enjoy the good pizza and wings close to you. And Hannah, if you want to record this entire confrontation, we will play the audio here. <laughs> That's on a, a win-win show. Yeah. Also, ask the Des pizzeria Jardin. owner who the coach of the Vancouver Canucks is. And how they would pronounce it. <laughs> So that was a great question. Thank you very much, Hannah Conda. Uh, one from Rene Bork here who says, if you could pick anyone from any sport, what is your broadcasting dream team? So Charles Barkley. Broadcasters. Yeah, Barkley, see, I, th- I thought he uh, meant like athletes as, I mean, Bro- Barkley is a broadcaster as well. Yeah, I no, that's he's right. really but good at it. Too. Yeah. I would probably pick him. Yeah. yeah. I'd take uh, Barkley and Joe Buck. My play-by-play oh, man. <laughs> my play-by-play man would be Chris Cuthbert of TSN. Yeah, miss him very much uh, from his hockey night in Canada days. He was so good on CBC back in the day. Uh, mo- almost all of my favorite hockey night in Canada memories growing up have Chris Cuthbert on commentary. So CC, you're getting tapped to be on my dream team, and color man would be. Uh, me? Why not? Yeah, I'm a sports broadcaster. You, you can do that. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, I'm gonna go with uh, PJ Stock. Okay. Glenn Healy. Oh, fuck. And Nick Kiprios. And then I'm gonna light the booth on fire. <laughs> <laughs> it's ten cents. Either was some night. sort of catch. Yeah. No, I'm actually gonna go with John Garrett and Greg Zahn. Okay. And for Greg any Zahn. sport. For <laughs> any sport. Yeah. And John I- Garrett's not doing color. He's doing the play-by-play. <laughs> I was thinking along the same lines as you. I was going to go uh, Bob Costas doing the play-by-play <laughs> oh God. with uh, with Charles Barkley and, um, oh, I had it in my head, Charles Barkley and someone else. I'll cu- it, it'll come to me doing the color. 
Oh, man, who was my third guy? It was going to be so good. Well, I've wrecked it now. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Bob Costas and Charles Barkley. That's and still great. We've that's still awesome, yeah, but there's a third person I feel like I need to have in there, and I can't remember who We already need Joe Buck, and he's pretty boring. Yeah, no, I know. That's, we, I don't, we I don't actually a, want him. We did get a text message question from our intern, Aaron Mackay, asking us to talk about when people like Joe Buck or Chris Cuthbert or anyone, sports broadcasters, have to promote uh, a TV show that's coming up on oh, the yeah, station that's the best. that yeah. the game is on. Because I feel like Joe Buck is like super boring uh, when he's doing like baseball commentary, but then he will. It'll be like, but then he's like so jacked it, about America's it, Got Talent. It doesn't matter what the context of the game is. It'll be like full count, bases loaded, tie game, bottom of the ninth inning, anyone's game here in the World Series. <laughs> Coming up on Wednesday, a brand new episode of American Idol. Be sure to stick around for that. <laughs> Simon Cowell going to weigh in in kooky ways. You won't believe the new contestants this year. And the pitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've got a good question from Dog Boner here. <laughs> Michael Jordan. Okay. Yeah. That's the question. Greatest basketball player of all time. Yeah, he just said Michael Jordan. <laughs> So, you know, I mean, yeah. we can just disguise just think about he's him. He's a gambler. He he's, played minor league he's baseball. He's got that very sad photo of Space him that Jam, keeps that, making which the is rounds a great right now. He's got the Hitler mustache, too. Yeah, yeah that was cool. He's trying to bring... You know you're, like, rich yeah. when no one is going to tell you, mm, What's Michael, like, maybe yeah. you should shave. If anyone can bring back the Hitler mustache, it's Michael Jordan. <laughs> it's pretty close to yeah. that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Hail Christ. Jordan. <laughs> Uh, we got a good one here. Speaking of sports commentary, Dwayne at Doug3PO writes in, if you could pick any sport or team to hear John Taffer call the game, who would it be? Oh, oh, fuck. That's, uh, how have we golf. not had that question before? Yeah, golf. <laughs> I want John Taffer to commentate golf. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I would say, um... I don't know. Uh, no, you know what I'd say would be the uh, the Miracle on Ice, the 1980 Miracle on Ice. <laughs> you call Instead this a miracle? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll show you a miracle. You want to drive people to this game? You don't call it hockey. You call it ice fuck. <laughs> uh. I don't know. I know nothing about this guy. Well, I'm yeah, just, I can't I, believe you guys haven't watched. I've Bar never Rescue. seen Bar Rescue. Can you please just watch an episode? Watch the Pirates episode. I'm just positing like week. a character on this guy based on everything. That's exactly. Yeah, I mean that's a thing. Like I know I'm not wrong. That is John Taffer. <laughs> that is John Taffer. But it'd be good to see an episode. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Uh, Todd Pernero asks, "Where were you during the Vancouver Stanley Cup riot?" I was uh, in the riot. I was face you, down oh. on my bed, not moving. I was face down on a shag carpet, also not moving. Yeah. I've, I slept through the entire third period of that game. Yeah, I went to bed after the second period. <laughs> I ate a very sizable brownie yeah. and was down for the count. I ate a bunch of pizza, drank a bunch of beer, and went to bed after the second period. <laughs> I, uh, I laughed a lot, and uh, I bought a Patrice Bergeron jersey online. <laughs> And then uh, I ran several laps around the Boston pizza I was watching the game at. <laughs> and then I uh, then I went to bed. Well, no, that's not that's a joke. I watched most of the riot because <laughs> I thought that was fucking hilarious. And I watched also, a little bit of the riot. Also, yeah, uh, I woke up a little bit to see the cars and stuff burning. And one I was the, worried about my brother because he was downtown. But he was fine. Yeah. One of the girls that got like vilified after that for stealing a pair of pants from the Black and Lee tuxedo shop. And then she wrote <laughs> this like really horrible blog post about it was one of my employees when I coordinated Frost Week at UBC. 
So it was really hilarious to watch because I hated the, her when she was my employee and it was super funny to watch her like get her comeuppance through the riot. The only acceptable like looting that took place was the bay was set to open up to sell all of like the Canucks Stanley Cup champions merch that they had set up, which was all going to get packed up and shipped to Africa the yeah. very next day. But a bunch of people just smashed in the window and stole a bunch of like 2011 Vancouver Canucks Stanley Cup champion hats and i just love that alternative universe like sports memorabilia so i'm going to approve that thievery not the smashing of the store but just like walking Stealing in and taking just eluding it. itself yeah <laughs> my favorite was like the uh the dude who was like 16 years old or whatever there's the picture of him like holding the hockey stick and like screaming yeah and, he, and he's like skinnier than an air hofter yeah he still gets photoshopped yeah. all the time in fact uh our friend wyatt aren't the stand at the stanchion photoshopped one today be of of he's like this is what the riot would have looked like if there was advertising on the jersey so he photoshopped <laughs> him holding a tim hortons cup with a tim hortons logo on the jersey <laughs> It was pretty, uh, it was pretty solid. Uh, online Grifter asks, are sports bars good or fucking awful? Uh, no, it Great. depends on the sports bar. Yeah. Like, there are bad sports bars. Yeah. But a good sports bar is so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. I've huge TVs. The one, the one that opened, the Boston Pizza that opened up right by BC Place. I haven't been there yet, but you can see the TV from outside. And it's like... It's nuts. It's like 50 feet wide. Yeah. It's like a movie theater screen. It's I really want to go there to watch a game. Yeah, which is the first time in history anyone's ever said, I really want to go to a Boston yeah. pizza. So they're doing their job. <laughs> it is an enormous Well, I, I liked you going there when they had the, uh, the, you park, might even the party pictures. from your oh, apartment, yeah. John. And then they stopped selling the party pictures. Yeah, so yeah. there's no reason to go there anymore. It's horse, horse shit. Stephen C. at Memoria Vatusta asks, who was your favorite plug slash sub replacement level athlete? Lucas Pisa. No. Oh, did you say favorite? Yeah. Oh, no, it's not. Bob Probert. Bob Probert was good, though. He was level. good. Yeah. Yeah, he was I think he, he broke Gino? like 50 points. Is he a, he's above replacement level. Gino? No, he's not. Isn't he? As a goon? So. Gino You're Ojek? just saying he's above, he's above replacement level in your heart. Yeah. yeah. But like as yeah. an objective so then he's person probably the guy. who watched Gino Ojik, I can tell you for a fact he is a plug. I'm going to go with uh, Darren Langdon. Okay. Nice choice. Nice. Yeah. He was uh, Atlanta, Canada. He was like five over, foot nine. Came from over Carolina. to the Canucks from Carolina, and I believe in the Jan yeah, Halavich. I believe deal. it was, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Brandon Reed. He was one of my favorites. He had a, he had quite the run. Yeah. Of yeah. one game against no, Nashville. No, it, it was like four. He had like a four game. Yeah, he was decent. Yeah. His first game ever. Him and Jason King. Jason King. That was Jason King was great. It was because a little longer, but and Jeff Cowan. There was like all around. I was the thinking same Cowan time. also. Cowan, the, the Brabarian. But the Jason King thing was great because this it was the Steens and King, and the line's name was the Mattress Line because it's two twins and. A king. king. That's a great line. It's it a great line. I was at a game. I believe it was the game where and if they had Rick Natris playing defense, <laughs> then it could have been Mattress and Natris. It was the game against Colorado, I believe. Henrik Sedin set the all-time assists record. He broke Andre Boudria's single-season yeah, yeah. record uh, in that game, and somebody also just threw a bra on the ice <laughs> because Jeff Cowan got in a fight. It wasn't the bra game the first time. It was a yeah, copycat whatever. bra thrower, but it was copycat pretty great. Copycat bra thrower. <laughs> um, yeah, I um, <clears throat> I don't know. Hmm. I guess it would have to be... Uh, oh, man. I'm trying to think of like a Jays player that was like maybe back in the day. Like I used to like Rob Butler. He was Canadian, but he like he was and he was part of the World Series Jays teams, but like he was like their fifth outfielder kind of thing. <laughs> he I was, was the Mark Eaton of that. Yeah, team. he was yeah, he was awesome. So I always liked him. I could go with him. Uh as far as the Leafs go, I mean, we've just had have mostly had replacement level players. So it's like how do you pick one, you know? Christian um, Hansen. 
Oh God! <laughs> oh, I forgot about him. Christian Hansen and Braden Irwin, who never—I don't even know if how many he might have played one game for the Leafs. Oh, Hansen was brutal. Ryan Holweg, oh, those are dark times when Brian Burke was in. Luca Caputi. Oh, Caputi was nice. Yeah, we thought he was going to be something just because we needed him to be something, and that was. And he had a name like that sounded like it could be a player. Right? Yeah. Oh yeah, Luca Caputi. Caputi. Yeah. No, horrible. I think it's yeah. Yes. I'll go with I'll yeah. go with Rob Butler. Yeah, that's my that's choice. Good. All right, that'll do it for the mailbag, which leads us into uh, the HF boards post of the week, and we actually have a couple contenders this week because it was an active week for people being really stupid on HF boards. I mean, it always is, generally speaking. But there's no Bowie Horvat this week. Yeah. But Justin, I think we're going to change it up a bit, and you've got one. I do. Yes, this comes from Diamond Dog One is the poster, and we're just going to focus in on uh, one paragraph in particular where he says that uh, people are being overly critical of Jim Banning and Trevor Linden. I guess I should have been more clear. It's arguing things that either haven't happened yet. This makes the team less competitive in the short term, or things that we can't really prove, i.e. the team won games despite Miller. Do teams really win games despite players, or despite players playing 60 minutes a game? Seems a rather odd view. A team winning in spite of players, or organizational moves, or managerial decisions? I'm sorry, I just view that as ridiculous. How is that feasible? Can you list any time this has ever happened? Yeah, like every year in every sport. <laughs> there are definitely players who are not essential. The yeah, in the a salary cap league, yeah. you are always going to have players on your team that you win in spite of, and especially guys with big salaries that you have to play. Look at Chicago. They just won with Brian Bickle, who's useless, and they're paying him $4.5 million a year to do nothing. Which, never mind sports. Like, has this guy never participated in a group project at school? <laughs> That you got a good mark on that one guy in the group did fuck all for. Like, oh, it yeah. always, every group has one dude who's just a total hanger on. Well, the Canucks for sure want, like, made the playoffs last year in spite, like, the Verbata move aside, in spite of, like, all those other moves. They only made the playoffs because Ryan Miller got injured and Eddie Lack. And Eddie Lack and, and the, the, the Sedins were great. Spiza didn't do anything. Yeah. Benino was okay. Miller was not okay. <laughs> Well, Jared. although this guy would for sure cite, well, like, Miller had 27 he wins last great. year. He had all like, these wins, cherry-picking uh, his starts against the worst teams. Played the Oilers five times. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yes, it happens all the time. Uh, we, that, that's we, a remarkably stupid post. We mentioned Mark Eaton all yeah, the really time as a, as a member of the Sidney Crosby Penguins who won a cup. The best part about that post is that he, he gets like more sure of himself as he goes. <laughs> so he's kind of like... This is patently ridiculous. Yeah, he's kind of like putting sticking his uh, limb out there and he's like, oh, you know, maybe, uh, maybe this is true. And then by the end, he's like, name me one time this has ever happened <laughs> yeah. in the history of sports. It's like every time <laughs> I do anything online, I get super confident by the end. The more I type it, the more I'm like, you're a yes. goddamn genius, Cullen. <laughs> yes. Yeah, exactly. Get that So I at least, I level with the guy in terms of that part of the post because I do that all the time. But yeah, I mean, everything else he's saying doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. Do you have a, a post of yours, I'm Stephen? currently searching for one from Bowie Horvat right now. The one from before, eh, I mean, it was it was decent, but... Uh, I have another one here, if you yeah, want. We got yeah, one. Go, I mean, go we got it, one. Yeah. What, don't push it, boys. Yeah. This one's really good, too, though. Carolina <laughs> Canuck wrote, The Sedins have been great. They've never been my favorite players, but they've done lots for this city and will have their jerseys retired in no time. With that being said... I need them gone. <laughs> They'll probably be great mentors for the youth coming up, but 15 years is enough. 
I cringe at the thought of having to watch them for three more seasons. Awesome players. I just need a change. Don't we all? Fuck that guy. <laughs> oh, my God. We I- have been blessed. We've been blessed for so long to watch uh, something that will never happen again in pro sports. Two twin brothers who dominated a league and put up back-to-back scoring titles. Like, trading off which one was the best they, in the league. Yeah, I mean, I, fuck. To me, the, my least favorite type of Canucks fan, and there's a lot of them because I hate most if, of our If they base. were Canadian, they would be, like, two oh, of the most famous sure. players of so all time. So much of it is that they're Swedish. Yeah. No question. Um, but my least favorite type of Canucks fans, and like I said, there's there's a lot of them because our fan base is horrible garbage for the most <laughs> part. Um, I can confirm this. <laughs> uh, it's the Canucks fan who hates the Sedins. It's yeah. like what what team have you been watching for the past you know 15 years? Like what is wrong? Do you with hate you? children? Do you hate <laughs> donations to the children's hospital? Because that's basically what you're saying. Well, we hate children. Hate well, Bill Simmons we did hates tell, all those things too. Oh he has God. a sports hate. For that's those true. Things. I don't. Yeah. Oh. God. I don't even like. I understand Simmons' concept of sports hate. I don't understand how Picking anyone could even Sedins. sports hate the Sedins. Well, because in the same sentence he says sports hating the Sedins and Burroughs. and I understand Burroughs, yeah. no question. Oh, absolutely, I regular yeah. hate yeah. Burroughs. Yeah, but the Sedins, like, what? It's it's just unbelievable to me that anyone could poppycock. It's so ridiculous. And then the other the other thing that's annoying is people still call them like the sisters. Like, oh, they're women. They were so weak. It's <laughs> hilarious. 2015 I'm still telling that joke and Henrik Sedin fucking cut off his finger so he keep playing hockey in Sweden he cut off the tip of his pinky in a playoff game yeah yeah it's awesome like fuck <laughs> and there's I mean yeah it's I oh, oh my god yeah, so if, if you're a Canucks fan and you hate the Steens, you're a fucking idiot. So those two posts tied neck and neck this week for the HF Boards Post of the Week, which takes us into the final segment of the show, everyone's favorite, because it means we're almost at the finish line. One good thing where we take a look at the world of pop culture, or really any world at all, the world at large, and pick the things that we enjoy in it. The cherry on top of our cynical Sunday. Gentlemen, who wants to start us off with a recommendation? I can, uh, well, it's not really a recommendation, but I've got something. Um... <laughs> This is, uh, last week I did the BC Lions ad. This is kind of in the same uh, vein. Uh, and this is a headline I read on CBC News today. Uh, and the subject matter of it is not, like, a, it's not positive. But the headline itself is so perfectly constructed. Uh, let me read this out to you. Uh, <laughs> bar brawl broke out at fundraiser for funeral of Saskatoon man killed trying to stop bar brawl. <laughs> I'm, my condolences... How that is, is one good thing. That is the greatest <laughs> headline I have ever read because it starts with the phrase bar brawl and it ends with the phrase bar brawl and it makes sense. It's it's like that it's like sentence. Poetry. That, it's like that buffalo, 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 buffalo sentence. You know yeah, that one? It's yeah, kind of yeah. like that, but it's like bar brawl, bar brawl, bar brawl. <laughs> and it's just, yeah. With a death in the middle. Yeah, so he tried to stop a bar brawl. He was, was killed, killed at the tragedy. And then there's a bar brawl at a fundraiser for they, his funeral. They met to try and figure out how they were going to put on a funeral. And I guess there were some differing ideas in how they were going to do that because another bar brawl broke out. So that's my one good thing. Apparently, it's the just to clarify. The good thing is the headline, not the content not of the death. The, yeah, the we, de- that's yeah. bad. Yes. I'm sorry about that. It's like the time you wanted to murder Lucas Spiza, but actually, it's, just but, his yeah, contract. it's a joke. Yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. I but I have to say that is the most Saskatchewan headline I've ever. <laughs> yeah, read, it's pretty great. For sure. In terms of the yeah, 
Because you go, it goes bar brawl, and then the middle word is Saskatoon, and then the last phrase is bar brawl. I mean, that's it's beautiful. <laughs> it's just like the sandwich. You can fold it in on itself. Yeah, exactly. That's a sandwich. It's a hot dog. Yeah. Oh my god, we're not doing this. <laughs> I uh, okay. My one good thing is that uh, I just got the new album, well, EP from a band named Elbow. They're one of my favorite bands. Good band. Uh, Yeah, coming out of the UK. Uh, They've been one of my favorite bands for a long time. And uh, they just released an EP called Lost Worker Bee. And uh, it's great stuff. It's all, they, they usually on their records, they have like one or two kind of like good uh like rockin songs and uh this ep is uh only four songs and three of them are like pretty upbeat and, and really solid so uh that would be my recommendation i've been listening to it quite a bit over the course of the uh the last week and uh you should check it out and if you haven't checked out any of their other stuff they have like six albums and uh, they're an incredible band an incredible live band too so check them out elbow that's it and i'm also going to recommend um a music a music. A music. A um, music. Uh, good uh, music. Um, but this actually, John, you recommended me this to me. Nice. Uh, you played it while we were driving to Raw last week. Sweet. I'm dope. And I've gotten addicted to it since. Uh, and you said that actually that it, it was a recommendation that came from the band I recommended last week, Arkells. Yes. Who put the word out on their Twitter. You saw that. Passed it along to me. I love it also. Album came out on June 2nd earlier this year. Dawes is the name of the group. All Your Favorite Bands is the name of the record. Uh, I, it's a great album, but the title track in particular is so good. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, just love the lyrics in that song. And uh, yeah, it's just... it's it's Just feel, a good, just a feel-good album. Fills you know, my heart with joy. Just a, it's just a heartfelt... It's good stuff. It's a good album. I very much enjoy it. And in fact, I'll probably play the title track, All Your Favorite Bands, to close out the show. Might as well. Here today, which means the show is at an end. I was fist pumping. Next week. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have anything to plug before we wrap up, actually? Uh, yeah, so again, this is the last time I have to plug this. Uh, this weekend, if you live in Vancouver, I'm performing at Yuck Yucks. It's my first time headlining the club. Uh, it's at uh, 12th and Canby. Uh, the shows are Friday, August 21st at 8 p.m. and Saturday, August 22nd. There's two shows, one at 7 and one at 9.30. Uh, so I'll be headlining, and uh, I've got some of my good friends opening for me. So it's going to be a uh, it's gonna be a real good show, and uh, <laughs> I'm super excited. So yeah. Yeah, if you live in Vancouver and you've been enjoying the podcast and uh, you want to come, you're somehow more intrigued about my dick and want to hear me talk about it more, uh, <laughs> then please come to one of the shows. You can get tickets at yuckyucks.com uh, or you can call the club. The phone number's on the website if you want to check it out. Uh, and yeah, thank. this is awesome. That's the last time I have to plug those shows. And of so. course, John's comedy shows being this weekend means wrestling trivia at the Biltmore Cabaret is this Wednesday night. And we heard back from Blimpy Boy... <laughs> Who very politely declined. He said, thank yeah, you for the invite. Even he was like, this is weird. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for the invite to the wrestling trivia. I was actually going to go to that, but I've lost my wallet and ID. Maybe next time. Which I'm not sure if I believe that or if he's just being polite. He's being nice. Yeah, yeah. probably. How do you, what do you mean nice you guy. lost your wallet and ID? I don't, don't even know. Do you still understand. have a birth certificate, though? Blimpy boy, get your act together. Maybe I, don't I just like that even he all. is sketched out by us inviting him <laughs> to do the thing. Stefan, what do you have to plug? Uh, I've got a, if you're familiar with my mock draft ruining, I was working on that uh, all week. It was, it's a lot of hard work going in and picking Tim Tebow first overall repeatedly, but uh, I'm doing it for you guys. And I've got an article <laughs> coming out. Yeah, exactly. I've got an article coming out on Deadspin. I've sold out 
and my mock draft ruining is exclusively on Deadspin this year. So that should be out uh, maybe even by the time you listen to this show. Uh, it should be out later this week, I think. So I'm hoping like Wednesday-ish. Um, but yeah. You uh, sold out. <laughs> you sold out. You'll, you'll know when it's online because I will tweet the link like 15 times that day. So, All right. Looking yeah. forward to it. It's always uh, but you only an ever annual tweet the podcast link once. I, I'll do it a couple times. I can... I, can I mean, whatever, man. Yeah. I mean, all right. Well, <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> Dead's been paid me, so. Oh, yeah. Yeah, kinda, yeah we're still know, definitely not yeah. getting paid no, for this. Yeah. So. so if someone wants to pay us <laughs> Please or do. wants to be our intern, Please do. fuck you, pay me at gmail.com. <laughs> <laughs> our intern is Aaron McKay. Our roommate is Brooke Halverson. I'm Justin Morissette. Stefan Heck. John Cullen. Be real. Be good. Show. Be real be good. Show it. Show. 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 Oh. Show. <laughs> We got. We should be better at that. I know. Well, I think we've kind of like it's run its course, sort of. It's yeah. Like saying show at the wrong time, you know, like. Yeah, I know. But, we that, have to but like, saying it at the right time is boring. Too. I know. So like, should maybe we just, we say a just come up word? with like, yeah, maybe we'll have like a magic word every yeah. week that will okay. just be like good. Sesame Street. Like, be be real. Yeah. Be good. Be real good. And then like, pen. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. I, we'll I, have a secret word. I do have to say one thing. Uh, you said Macon was in Alabama earlier. It's actually yeah. in Georgia. Oh, really? Because I know we have a huge fan base down in Macon. Okay. So Our apologies. Yeah. Well, yeah. and I, I and as is Montgomery, also in Alabama. That's Montgomery yeah. biscuits. All right. Rival well, with the Macon Whoopie. Be real. Be good. Be real good. Pen. Macon. Whoopie. <laughs> Hat. Biscuits. I'm just waking up and I'm not thinking clearly. So don't quote me with what I open. I'm writing you this song. Ain't it funny how some people pop into your head so easily? I haven't seen you in there for so long. I hope that life without a chaperone is what you thought it. Brothers El Camino runs forever I hope the world sees the same person that you always were to me May all your favorite bands stay Stay